Hey, Breaking Brown family, what's going on? It's Yvette Carnell coming to you. I usually say like I do every Monday and Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but I can't say that this week because I missed. Because of family issues, I missed two episodes, ladies and gentlemen. So I am back to discuss some stuff we missed last week. There are a lot of important issues going on, but guess what? I'm not going to get to none of them. <laughs> I'm not going to Because I have to talk about what's important to you and judging. Unfortunately, and judging from the Twitter feed, there's something that's important to black people that should not be important to black people. So as always, ladies and gentlemen, please get your libations. Please put the baby down, burp the baby, do what you need to do with the baby so that we can, so that we can get started and start having this conversation. I always give everybody a time. You know, to get to get in. Hey, 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 son. Hey, Tanya. Hey, Leslie. I always give everybody a chance to kind of get in and get settled. Um, if you're new here, this is just how we do things. Don't complain in the comments about why you don't just get started. We always give people time to do that. Do whatever they got to do. Pour them a pour them a, a glass of water, a glass of wine, get a beer, whatever you need to do. Popcorn, whatever makes you happy. Because no. that's part of being black, finding your happiness. Right. Black politics is trying. It is trying, and it can be stressful. Yes. It can be a very stressful thing, black politics. It can be very, very stressful. So that's why, you know, and I want to I wanna thank Ironman Ose Frimpong for sitting in. If you all haven't gone to The Funky Academic, his YouTube page to check out the two episodes um, from last week, um, go do that and subscribe while you're there. I also want to thank Matthew. I think we have the newsletter problem fixed. Um, I know some of you weren't receiving the newsletter, so I think we have that problem fixed. Thanks to the intern, Matthew, who is awesome. Thank you, Matthew. Um, also... For those of you who, you know, want to donate to the show, you can go to BreakingBrown.com and you can make a monthly or one-time subscription, BreakingBrown.com, or you can go to DonateBrown.com. Also, I got a lot of emails from people saying, you know, Yvette, I, I didn't know you were, I didn't know you, you know, you were not going to do a show, blah, blah, blah. I sent, out a, I sent out an email to subscribe to my newsletter list, right? So... If you want to just be on the main list where I send out emails if I'm not going to be there, or I tell you where I'm going to be if I'm traveling now, that's subscribe to brown.com. Subscribe to brown. I mean, I'm yeah, subscribe to brown.com. That doesn't cost you anything. So, go to subscribe to brown if you want to be on that list. I just like to and I like to keep my people close because I don't know what's going to happen on YouTube or Facebook or anywhere else. Also, if you don't get the newsletter, you're like, "What newsletter is she talking about? She's gotten fixed up." That's the news that I send out every Sunday. And I just send out links about things that I found in the news, things that I think are important to black politics, black people, black money, black life. And that's $2 a month, basically 50 cent um, per email every, you know, every Sunday. Um, and so here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to our show. Drum roll, please. Let's get to the main event, ladies and gentlemen. While I was away, I missed everything that was important to black people, obviously. Now, there's a lot of stuff going on that's important to black people, but the two things that I missed, I didn't think were important, but I watched the reaction of my black community, and I found out that I was wrong. That's very humble of you. That was very humbling. It was a very humbling experience. You're, you're, very, um, you're very Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> it, was, it was a very humbling experience to see that what are the two things I'm talking about? I'm talking about... I'm talking about the BET Awards and Jay-Z's new album. 
Okay? Since I was with my family, I saw the BET Awards, or at least part of the BET Awards, because I walked into the room, the BET Awards were on. And what I saw, I found very disturbing. It was a display of the black generation X ego. I'm a part of that generation too, but it was like they had escape up there. Every year they got some old group up there. And like, what I need from you is understand. Let it go. Like, we, you, I mean, it, it, it just is what it is. It's over. It's been over. I don't need to, 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 to be on the stage. I don't need to see you. I don't need, you didn't, you, I'm not trying to be mean, but y'all were not the best thing in the world. Anyway, we had a bunch of these little small groups a long time ago. Let's stop doing that. Like, this takes away from what I know to be true that, like, capital ain't create no real new groups and no real new black money. So you just bring all the old people back. Well, we just, they ain't creating nobody new. Let's just bring everybody old back. Who we got this week? SWV? You gonna bring back, bring LL Cool J on. Bring, no. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that happened. And one of the things that happened in addition to that was Jay-Z's, Jay-Z. You know Jay-Z, the near, what's he, how he like 50? 50, 50-year-old 50 rapper or something. And he came out with a new album. And I, and I heard the first thing, um, the story of OJ. I heard that. Um, I heard a bunch of people talking about he cheated on, he was apologizing for cheating on Beyonce because Beyonce had said in Lemonade, apparently, that he cheated on her. These are grown people having these conversations. I can understand these conversations among teenagers. But Jay-Z and Beyonce ain't teenagers. I don't even know what's going on. But I heard this conversation. I heard it. I heard it. And I was very disturbed. That grown people were disinvested in the private life of Jay-Z and Beyonce. Because frankly, I don't care. I would, be, I would be happier if I didn't know. Okay? Then I heard the story. I heard before it went off because he was pulling it from everywhere trying to get it back to that fledgling title. That company that he has that he bought and them, them white boys cheated him. We're going to get to that in a minute. But we, he was, that's what he was doing. He was, he was, he and Beyonce are involved in this thing where they're just trying to get subscribers to title. They got like 3 million, which is way, you know, lower than Spotify or whatever. But they're trying to do this and like they're playing this game. Like I said this and so you going to say this and then we going to have a conversation through albums and people going to buy it. And the funniest thing is when it happened, I said, ain't nobody going to buy that. Who going to buy that? Who's that stupid? Well, turns out a lot of people are. But I want to go deeper than just this, this kind of tabloid experience that we're having with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Two grown people. Two grown people who have a little bit of money themselves. Who have a family. that We, we should be worried about our own family. But what I... You know, before I get in deep... And I'm going to go in deep about... Not only this album, but Jay-Z and what Jay-Z represents. I'm going to discuss all of that. But before I do that, I want to just, you know, some of the criticism I got. When I first said it, I got a criticism immediately. Oh, Yvette, did you listen to the whole album when it dropped? Let me tell you, don't ever ask me that question again. I am old. Listen, I'm grown I don't listen to albums when they drop anymore. That's what I did at 14. I don't listen to a rap. You know what I was doing? You know what I was doing when Jay-Z's album dropped? I was reading Seneca 
about the joys of stoicism. I was not waiting for an album to drop. I don't even think I knew the album was going to drop because I got on there. I'm always paying attention to what happens in the black community. And then somebody called me too. I got phone calls. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? I'm not waiting for his album to drop. So no, I did not hear it when it dropped. And if you are a person over 25 and you listen to this album when it dropped, I think you need to do some personal introspect in terms of who you are. Now, what I see, and, and, and get ready to put that one up. Right? What I see when I went on Twitter, and I'm going to hide your faces for embarrassment's sake. When I went on Twitter, I saw that all of y'all fell for the okie doke. Now, not my people. Of course, my tribe is different. I'm not talking about my tribe. I'm not talking about the Breaking Brown family. I'm talking about run-of-the-mill average members of our esteemed descendants of slaves community. Fell for the okie doke. Oh, that was deep. I'm finna go buy me some stock. I'm finna go see what I can afford. You ain't got no kind of history in stock trading. You don't even know what a P.E. ratio is. You ain't got no money. You don't understand that stocks are traded on scale. So if you're looking for what you can afford, you need to shut down your computer. And how did he make you do that anyway? Okay, put, but put that's up. all right. Put the, put, the, put the next one up. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But the crowd went wild. The crowd went wild. There was another one. There the other one is. Oh, look at him. Look at it. And then somebody said, I'm elitist. No, this is just stupid. And let me tell you why it's stupid. Let me get into this. Let me get into why this is stupid. This is not elitist. We are members of a community that is basically on the brink of being exterminated. We have no wealth. Don't tell me that we can do two things at one time. Don't tell me, Yvette, well, we can pay attention to Jay-Z and we can pay attention to the data because that's not what we're doing. Obviously, if we could, we would and we can't. Don't tell me that. People keep saying, oh, it's elitist to not pay attention to. Listen, and don't tell me. It's not elitist to understand what stuff is. Some of y'all are telling me that just Jay-Z stuff is the best poetry you ever heard. You never read You never read Blake. You never listened to Langston Hughes. You never even opened a poetry book of any kind telling me this is the best poetry when you have nothing to compare it to. That's not elitist to understand who, what poetry is before you try to assess poetry. This is stupid. And that's what we keep doing too much. I don't need to listen to this guy. Especially considering, and somebody said, well, he's not as bad as the rest of the rappers. He's not as bad as the, as the rappers who pop Molly. But you got to understand, when Jay-Z came out, crack was the worst thing. And that's what he was up to. And I'm not even judging anybody who dealt crack because I understand what that means. I'm not saying that you're an awful person. But for you to be still 50 and talking about, I'm doing the pigeonhole. You can't, you can't pigeonhole the man that, that, that put together the bricks or whatever he said. You're 50 saying this. You're not somebody who's 18 or 19 in the ghetto saying this. I get it. If you're in the ghetto right now and this is what you had to do to survive, I get it. That's not who you are. You're you are, you are, you are, you are, you are a 50-year-old man. And what we have is this kind of soap opera between him and his wife. And we have the black community not understanding that this is a distraction. And even how we think of Jay-Z is silly. To think of him as like, oh, but you don't understand. He got $200 million when he did that deal. When he did that deal, you don't understand. He, he got $200 million from Sprint. He pocketed. He did not pocket. The, a deal worth $200 million does not mean Jay-Z pocketed $200 million. That's never happened. And let me tell you something else. You know who knows it never happened? Kanye West. 
Did y'all hear Kanye West is pulling out of that deal with Tidal? He says Jay-Z owes him $3 million. I mean, it sounds familiar to me. I understand what it's like to be with somebody who says they're one thing and they're another thing. I get it. Kanye gets it. Now, I'm not saying Kanye's right. Kanye will put out the song, don't you, see the, don't you see the private jets flying over you, trying to make every black people feel bad about not having private jets? Well, y'all don't even own one outright. But what I'm saying is there's a reason why he pulled, there's a reason why Kanye pulled out of that deal. He says they violated the contract. And Jay-Z owes $3 million. I'm going to tell you that I think he's probably right. They are not getting the numbers that they need. Put up, when you get a chance, I put up that last, that Guardian. It's, it's not numbered, but it's a Guardian piece. Put up that. that. Okay. There have been so many stories about, you know, about, about this. But see, the thing is, we don't follow the stories about subscriptions and exclusives and what it means to have an exclusive. We just hear Jay-Z saying a lyric, Kanye, I gave you 20 mil. Y'all know Jay-Z ain't never gave nobody $20 million or nothing worth $20 million. Nothing, 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 nothing worth $20 million. Title failure. Nothing worth it. He never gave nobody anything worth it. But see, the thing is, we don't, we don't, we don't really pay attention. We don't look up title and look up. We just say he. Do you hear what Jay Z said on the album? He's not a businessman. He's a businessman. And so what starts happening is we start seeing ourselves through Jay Z. And so let me tell you how this works in terms of social control. The people who control capital and economics in this country, they understand that they don't have to do anything for us. The only thing they have to do is inflate black culture. Make sure you see black culture everywhere. Make sure you see people like Jay-Z everywhere. Make sure they're in front of you 24-7 and that they're telling you constantly how rich they are. Because they know if they, if they keep telling you how rich they are, you'll forget how poor you are. Actually, that's not black culture. So they're not inflating no. black culture. Let's be honest. Because black culture ain't just about selling crack. They're managing and inflating a particular minority aspect of black culture. Yep. And, and, and fooling people. Yeah. So, like, that's not, it's not inflating black culture. It's selling a particular aspect. That, uh, selling a particular aspect of black culture that, 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 that creates a sort of narrative that, that capital needs to continue to perpetuate itself. And that's what they produce. That's what they commodify. That's what they distribute. They distribute the parts of black culture that they, I, would, I wouldn't even say distribute. They weaponize black culture against black people, right? So when that black culture goes out and it only talks about crack dealers and drug addicts and violence, it makes people believe that African-Americans are degenerates. Now, it's fine if you, only, if you talk about that aspect of black culture, but you have to do it proportionally. You can't just talk about this aspect of black culture as if crack sales are all of black culture. You can put that in its proper perspective. You can 5%, but you can't 10% even. But you can't say that this is all our culture is, is crack. And that's why Russell Simmons is wrong when he comes on Bill O'Reilly and says, well, this is just a culture, Russell. You don't understand the culture. I don't understand the culture either. Only people who lived in that part of the ghetto where they sold crack 
You're talking about Baltimore, New York. You're talking about L.A. There are a lot of places where that happened. But that's not all of black culture. But that's all that they want to capitalize on and commodify. Why? You have to ask yourself why Jay-Z is still talking about his past of, of cocaine now at 50 years old. You also have to ask yourself why would this new song, what was it, Lord, the, the story of O.J., why he's starting to try to act like he's woke. We all black. He said the N-word. I don't have a problem with people saying the N-word, honestly. But he said the N-word like a hundred times. But you have to un- you have to try. Let's figure out why is all of a sudden Jay-Z acting like he's woke? Why? You ain't been woke. You ain't been woke in a long time. The same I think, re- the same re- well, the same reason Willie Sutton dropped the same reason Willie Sutton robbed banks. That's what, that's what money is? Money is. That's, that's what, what the money, money is. is. And I will add a second thing than just what that's what the money is. Oh, I think part of it is that he realizes that there's a consciousness among black people that's starting to, that's starting to awaken. It's the same reason Beyonce did formation. These people didn't begin that. They just said, oh, okay, if this is where black culture is going, this is where I'm going to be. If black culture is going to be okay with materialism, that's where I'm going to be. If black culture is moving on, that's where I'm going to be. And I'll tell you something else, though. He don't want us throwing daggers at him. If you see that black culture is going into a space where it's going to start, it's going to start getting real and going at people who are frauds, going at people who are, who, are, who, are, who, are, who are doing stuff that's detrimental to the black community. If you see that coming in your direction and you see that you are the enemy of that, what you do is basically stand with the crowd that's coming with the mob and grab a pitchfork and say, I'm one of y'all. I've been here all the time. No. And what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is, is basically, you got tip six. What I'm going to do is basically, um, I want to show you a couple of reasons why. I know that Jay-Z ain't woke, okay? But the first thing I want to, when he talks about, when, when, when people talk about being a business and being a businessman, you have to assess their business acumen. Like I said a minute ago, them white boys, them white boys ate Jay-Z's cookies. They inflated their numbers. They told him they had this many subscribers. A bunch of Norwegian, it's a Norwegian company's title thing. It used to have a different name. They inflated all their stuff. He got in there and they sold him a bag of, they sold him a bag of junk. Why? Because Jay-Z comes from slaves like the rest of us. <laughs> he ain't know. Don't come talking to me about, you know, in the footnotes, of the story of OJ, apparently, and even in the, if you listen to the al, if you listen to the song, the song isn't available now unless you want to go to title, but it was available when it first came out and I listened to it. He says the most pedestrian elementary stuff, like, you know, um, we got to have credit, and well, you know how the Jews got everything through money. That's deep. Deep. Oh, you heard you heard Jay-Z went in at them Jews. Ooh. He ain't going in at nobody. They like that. They don't go, he ain't going in at nobody. I bought I bought a painting for two mil, and now it's eight mil. The same as that. You remember the Cosby painting we talked about? The Cosby painting they brought for all them thousands of dollars or whatever it was, and then they then they sold it. Like I'm buying paintings. I should have brought the building. Oh man, you didn't have the money to buy the building when the building was on sale. Stop. I'm going to leave it to my children. It's going to be a legacy. 
It's it's gonna be, you know, you gotta change your mindset. And that's why he's there. Jay-Z is there to tell you and me that the reason we don't have money is because of us. It's because we got the wrong mindset. And we gotta start viewing life through him. And they are the ones to show us the way. There's no data, there's no information. It's just what they say and what they think about what we got to do. You know, I, um, and we also have, listen, we also have to start making assessments. Like, like his, his, Jay-Z's deal with Sprint is not analogous to Dr. Dre's deal with Apple. It's not the same. These not even the same kind of. Cap, companies with the same kind of capitalization and they don't have the same kind of market it's not the same capitalization not the same market why do you think Sprint who Jay-Z showed a, a minor share to why do you think they had Jamie Foxx dancing and tap dancing Oscar winner tap dancing on TV why it's not the same thing like if I had to assess it I would say that Dr. Dre Dr. Dre's deal was actually a good deal he made a way, and he didn't have to do a whole lot. He does a good deal. I would say Jay-Z is teetering, and it's an awful deal. It's not the same thing. It's just not the same thing. So just to look at somebody who made a deal with white people and be like, oh, they made a deal with them. No, it's not the same thing. And so what I believe with Jay-Z's deal with title, it was a fire sale. It was a fire sale. He had to unload it. Then they had, it, I mean, it was, it was losing money. Didn't have the same subscribers. Then you're losing money on a lawsuit. This is not a good deal. So you can't be making these kinds of deals. And I understand why you made the deal. You didn't know no better. But you can't be making these kind of deals and then coming on here trying to teach me a, about, about anything. Not, especially not about business. Maybe I don't, and I don't want to cook no kind of crack in no kitchen. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. So, I mean, I, I don't know what you can teach me. And see, the thing is, what... What what we have to understand about Mr. Sean Carter, what we have to try to understand about Mr. Sean Carter is, is that, you know, is that first of all, with the Sprint deal, Sprint's struggling right now. So it's not even like it's a good, it's a good deal for everybody. But what you have to understand about Mr. Sean Carter is, well, we've been here before. Like when you say event, why don't you believe in Sean Carter? What I can say to you is that your past is the best predictor of your future. Now, if you do something different, that's something different. But your past tells me a lot about you. It don't tell me everything. Because I tell you, I've changed a lot of, changed my mind on a lot of stuff. So it don't tell me everything, but it tells me something. It tells me something. And so what does it tell me? Well, let's go back. Let's, let's go. Let's take it back. Let's take it back. Now, do y'all remember when Jay-Z said what he said about Harry Belafonte? Put that on up part. Do y'all remember that? He told, you know, Harry Belafonte, basically, you got to respect the youngins. And he said, you know, I am charity. What do you mean? I am, I am, you don't, you don't look for charity, but I am charity. That's who I am. I am the charity. Black people don't need charity. I am that thing. I am what black people are looking for. And he did a little diss track to my, 
We don't need clean water. We have Jay Z. We got Jay Z. You don't need. What you need clean water for? What you drinking for? I'm trying to get a business contract for my. I don't need that. I got Jay Z. You got Jay Z. Well, I mean, he's he's your inspiration, isn't he? I don't. I don't need a contract. He's like, he's, like, he's your god. What you I mean? Th- I thought I wanted a job, but it turns out I just no, need Jay Z. No, all you gotta do is be inspired by him. He should be your inspiration, and because he's doing it, you know you can do it, and that's enough. What you want? So Silly now you're just me, being I thought selfish. I was- I thought I want $15 an hour, $20 an oh, hour. Oh, no. I was confused. Well, Apparently, you just got to go hustle. You can get it. What I needed was 440 You got to hustle like him. I don't want to sell crack. See, now you complaining. See, you just like them complaining. Just complaining. I don't want to sell crack. I don't want to. I'm not about that life. Oh, okay. Okay. I guess I don't want it badly enough. You don't want it badly enough. See, if you was, you'd be in the streets and you'd be cooking the cooking the powder in the kitchen or whatever, they, the baking soda or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. I don't deserve clean water. No. I don't deserve clean water. No. no I don't want no. I don't, I don't to hustle for that life. I don't deserve clean water. I and, don't deserve good schools. No. And, and this, is, this is something I want to say. I want to say this. I want you, and I'm about to get into again why Jay-Z is who Jay-Z is. But... I want you all, if you don't take, if you don't take anything away from the conversation that I'm having right now, is this. Do not, or be very wary, do not accept any kind of articulation or explanation of the condition of black life that does not include politics. Be very suspicious of anyone who comes to you with a solution to your problem as an African-American descendant of slaves in this country that does not involve good black politics. If you don't take anything else away from what I'm saying, in terms of solutions, everybody, everybody wants to talk to me about some kind of grand solution about how you can get a Maybach, a Bach, Bach. I don't even know how to pronounce the damn thing because I ain't gonna ever have it. Everybody wants to talk to me about how do I, you know, be a millionaire by next year. What I'm telling you is that all the solutions that get you into a stable environment, all of those solutions involve politics. There is no other way. Around it. Now, I'm not saying you can't accompany politics with some other stuff. I'm telling you that black business, in terms of the way you want to do it, cannot succeed without the involvement and the push of black politics. Those things have to go together. So, if somebody gets like Jay Z and tells you all you got to do is hustle and all you got to do is this, it's just not true. Now, put up that put up that Brooklyn Nets. This is how I know. This is how I know, absolutely for certain, without unequivocally, without a shadow of a doubt. This is how I know that Jay Z ain't about nothing. You all remember when they were trying to, the, the, these people were trying to buy the Brooklyn Nets and all that stuff. All this stuff happened, and Jay Z was out there taking pictures with little with little kids in Brooklyn. He just showed up for a little while, and this is a Salon.com article. You can look it up. Jay Z's hip hop distraction. He was out there talking about how it was going to create jobs and all this stuff. Turns out it didn't create too many jobs. And this is why you have to look up stuff. This is why you have to get involved in the data. This is why data matters, okay? The reason data matters is if we had looked it up, you would see that Jay-Z only owned like 
0.67% or 0.67% of the company, of the team. But we all went out and supported because, woo, Jay-Z owns part of this. We got to support black. You weren't supporting black. You know what you were supporting? You were supporting Russian. What's this dude's name? Mikhail Prokhorov. The second richest man in Russia was the money behind all this. And as soon as this stuff got done, Jay-Z sold his share and got out of there. What does that tell you? It tells me that he was the face. And I got to give it up to whoever on Facebook. I can't remember who told, who reminded me of this. I put it up years ago, but I forgot. Thank you. He it tells me that he was the face for this Russian. That's who he was. Because there were no elected officials who got a say in this. There were no neighborhood, neighborhood leaders who got a say in this, who got a voice in this. He came in and hugged some black children and all this stuff. And that all, all that went away because we love Jay-Z. Jay-Z's even said in one of his quotes, you know, we love our hometown heroes. That's what he said. Now, see, that's the kind of thing. That's what should tell you. That's the kind of thing that you need to pay attention to when you're trying to decide whether or not a person is on your team or not. You don't go with, oh, oh my God, I'm so, Jay-Z's in this thing, and I'm going to support it because Jay-Z's in it, and I'm going to support it because Jay-Z's doing it. I'm a, No. How much does Jay-Z have? What is Jay-Z doing for the community? How many jobs are going to be created for the community? Who's gonna, that didn't happen. You got to stop supporting black people who are, who, are, who, are, who are tools for white supremacy. Why? And so, you know, when you go back to, and I'm going I'm to, you know, I, when you go back to the, the story of OJ, when he starts talking about the Jews, and see if you can find that clip out of me. I think it's like clip, I don't know, clip like seven or something like that. When you go, oh, eight, oh, no, no, maybe nine, I don't know. But when you go back to the, the, when you go back, if you all, I know some of you all haven't seen it, but if you look at it, it's very interesting. I mean, it's black and white and all the images had the big lips and the big nose and we all black the same, which isn't true anymore. I know it's from a Nina Simone song, but that was a while ago. We're not all, we're not all black the same no more. Right? Tell me about this clip again. I mean, it's, it's, um... Uh, I can't see that far. It's a, sh- it's a shame my eyes are this bad. You can't. Put together uh, story of OJ. Is it on there? Story of, yeah, yeah. But yeah. not the tweet, the other one. Yes, 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 yes. Him. <laughs> that's what it looked like. I just, I just, listen, that's what it looked like. I don't know what y'all want me to do. <laughs> that's what I, I'm uncomfortable putting the, But I understand. I understand. I understand. Right? Yeah. I think I just think the story of OJ was a dig at the Kardashians who were connected to Kanye too. I, I I just think that, but because Nicole Brown was a friend of you know Kanye's step, I mean his mom and lot whatever. What's the whole lot of stuff going on? But I don't even know why he called it the story of OJ. But when you look at it, you see all the imagery and everybody talking about how deep it is and this is wonderful and look at him and he's finally getting deep and I just don't see it. You know what I see is somebody doing what they had to do. And like I said, we're not all black the same. We don't all, you know, we, you know, we got some people like Jay-Z. Only a smidgen of them, but they're not black the same way that a black guy in, a, a, in, a, in, in the South 
in a poor area of the South, or a black guy in or a black guy in Baltimore, or a black woman in Philly. Like it's not the same. So this whole idea of this being deep is just kind of foreign to me. But even when he talks about, you know, in the footnotes, he talks about, you know, the Jewish people and not understanding that they're white. And that in Germany, they were compensated, right? They were compensated for what happened to them. And even in Germany also, they have like Holocaust statues. Where in this country, we got statues dedicated to the oppressors and the victimizers as opposed to the victims. The Equal Justice Institute has been calling on monuments to lynchings so that we honor the victims and let people know about the victims. They have that for the Holocaust in Germany, and rightfully so. We don't have that here. We're not white. We don't have any of the reparations they got. We don't have any of that. So why are you comparing us to Jewish people? It's just so pedestrian. This financial literacy, we can do it. Let me show you the way. You're an aberration too. If you if Jay-Z had been born in 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 2000, he would not be a successful rapper. You know why? Because he got chose by white capital. White capital ain't giving a bunch of money to 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 rappers no more. They're not giving those kind of opportunities no more. You 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 know y'all act like he he made himself. He didn't. He got chose. And the truth is in the data. So we're looking at life through him and saying, oh, I'm going to go pick some stocks now. I'm going to go do some stuff now because Jay-Z's doing some stuff. And because Jay-Z's doing some stuff, I can do some stuff. So let me really just, let me just step back. Let me just step back. And, 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 and there was a great article in the Washington Monthly. Um, if you subscribe to my newsletter, you got this article a few weeks ago. So you probably already read it. Um, if you don't subscribe to the newsletter, see why you need the newsletter? But... It's a great article about black business. You can go put up. It's a great article about black business. And here's some of the stuff that is said about black business in that article. It says the per capita number of black employers declined 12% from 1997 to 2014. Let me say that one more time. Per capita number of black employers declined 12% from 1997 to 2014. It also said of 50 black-owned insurance companies in the 1980s, only two, two remained. Okay? This is black business. It also said from 1989 to 1999, we saw a 68% drop in the number of black insurers. From 1989 to 1999, we saw a 68% drop in the number of black insurers. That's bad politics. That's bad politics. Bad politics, yeah. That's bad. And it says, listen, the association which represents black funeral homes saw a 40% drop since 1997. A 40% drop. Well, maybe we stopped dying. We can't even bury our own. (laughs) We can't even put our own people in the ground. Now... Instead of seeing this data, understanding this data, and understanding that, listen, like Army said, this is a failure of black politics, we don't pay attention. We say, you know what? Jay-Z did it. I can do it. Now, understanding that you cannot see your, I've said this a few times, you cannot view yourself through an aberration. If you are, if you are, if you are somewhere and you are a slave, if you were back in the times when we were slaves, you cannot say, well, 
Well, so-and-so got away, so I'm going to get away too. That's not the answer. The answer is that we're not supposed to be slaves. The answer is not that we're going to all escape in the night. You cannot view yourself through an aberration. The data is clear. This is a failure of black politics. This is a failure of having politicians who work to keep those doors open to, for us to have jobs, who, who work to keep us having access to black capital. They have done nothing or close to nothing. And that's what we should be working on. Forget about, listen, turn this Jay-Z stuff off. Turn this BET stuff off. We obviously can't do two things at one time. So turn it off. You don't got to see it. Stop telling me that you can do everything at one time. We can't. You know, Bob Justin said, and I'm not a fan of Bob Johnson, but he said in 1997, you cannot be big and black owned. You cannot be big and black owned. You know what he was speaking to in that moment? Viacom. He was speaking to Viacom, but he was also speaking to the fact that black people don't have the capital to be that big. And to compete with white capital. You can be black owned and small. You can be big and white. And why is that? It's because we haven't been given the tools and the capital and the resources to be fully American and to compete in this country. We have not been given the capital to be American. Okay? That's what that means. And so, listen, here's another statistic. Between, I just talked about the decline in black business over, over the past 20, 30 years. Listen to this. Between 1935 and 1939, the number of black-owned retail stores increased by 31%. Now, some of y'all are going to say, oh, see, that's just Jim Crow. Jim, you know, we were better before integration. That's not just it. You don't understand. You can't bring that back. First of all, separate but equal was never equal. <laughs> the second part of that, though, is this. You can't say, well, now I'm just going to start a black business. Do you understand all the mergers and the monopolies that have happened since then? Do you understand that Amazon is eating the cookies of white people, left and right, eating up white business, and you're going to get out there and do what? Without any protections. It's the job of the government to protect us because it's the job of the government destroyed us. What you mean? You go, I, I, think, I, can, I think I can open up a something with a shingle. I can throw something up and I think I can do it. Why? You know why? Because you see, J.C. Would, 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 would buying a wonderful home in Malibu, whatever, and you see your life through him. That's not the way we should see our lives. We should see our lives through the data because the data is people. The data is people. How can you look at one person, one life matter, and not look at the data and think all of those people, all those numbers I talk about all the time? That's that's data. And 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 and, and why y'all rooting for title? Titles, titles got white employees. We already talked about that. So it's a bunch of white people. I mean, who you rooting for? Jay-Z got title. So what? He hiring you. It's in, it's in Norway. He can't even hire if he wants. How many black people in Norway? I think I think Norway is a beautiful country, by the way. But I'm just saying, ain't you He's not hiring you. Ain't hiring you. So do you want JD, Jay-Z to be rich? Or do you want a job? Yeah, do you want Jay? That's your choice. Say it again, I mean, Do you want? Do you want what? Do Give you want Jay Z to be rich, or do you want a good middle class job? Because it looks like you can't really have both. Can't. Okay. Ain't interested. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. In order, in order for Jay Z to make it to where he is, 
He got he he had to be white. And that's the kind of system we live in without black politics. And what well, what what do you mean he's white? Well, you have to be willing to turn your back on your people. You have to be willing to see that you don't have no people. You only have money. You have to be willing to couple up with Obama in a way that makes black people say, you know what? He can't be that bad. He's hanging out with Jay-Z. Hold on, hold on. This is actually important. People think title was empire. How? No, but like think about it in your mind. People think that like, well, Jay-Z was a black, you know, hustler, rapper turned mogul so he just has this big building full of black people yeah that hustling, <laughs> and that was never the case no. that was like unless those people in that picture are the cast of empire like it was never the case title yeah. was never what you thought it was no title was never title was never and title was never gonna be that I, so the I, question you have I, to ask do you want black politics to open the boomerang. door for us to be stable and live in stable communities or do you want to just listen to Jay-Z rap about how much he has that you're never going to get? This is the same guy who idolizes all these Italian mobsters and stuff. Like, this don't got nothing to do with me. I don't want to be bothered with that. For what? Who? I don't, I don't idolize Scarface. Not, no, it's a, it could be a good movie. That's fine, but that ain't got nothing to do with me. Like, why do you always take yourself out of your culture and then say you're going to be a representation of your culture? How does that work? And so, you know, what we find is that, like, you know, I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. We have a in like this whole industry around like weaponizing dysfunction created by black politics. You should never say, well, our community is not dysfunctional in some ways. Well, yes, it is, but it's not dysfunction that we created. Poor people are kind of dysfunctional. That's not that we did wrong. You we you redlined us and you you ostracized us and you and you 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 robbed us of money and you stole our land. Everybody who got the, the, the newsletter this, this week knows there's a great article in there about, about stolen land from black people. Not just stolen in terms of come and took it. You said, well, since we couldn't get lawyers, since we couldn't get lawyers to do a will for us, you said that's, that's, a, that's a different kind of property. So we can't even get mortgages and we can't even get FEMA. Like these people so slick in terms of how they stole from us. And for you to be like the government has, doesn't have to redress what they did is silly. For you to be 35, 40 years old, 30 years old, paying this much attention to a 50-year-old rapper is silly. When we got out, we got union people, we got organizers, we got all kind of people, we got academics, we got people from every stripe who are telling us about black life and writing good stuff and saying good stuff, and this is the dude that you blow up Twitter over. You ought to be ashamed. People are doing it ought to be ashamed of themselves. Blowing up Twitter over this dude. Come on, man. And then white people get to see that and say, oh, look, the black people look like they're doing fine. Jay-Z has diamonds. You know, he comes from the ghetto. <laughs> so we're doing fine. They have Obama. They have Jay-Z. I think the black people have made it. They don't do no good for us. They don't do no good for us. Come on, people. Like I said, and I'm going to say this again, beware of politics that beware, beware of any type of solution that you're offered that does not include politics. If, it's too, if it sounds too good to be true, if it doesn't include a struggle. A political struggle. Not just you individually yeah, not just you. selling CDs or and, whatever. And you gotta have, let me tell you, for your own mind and your own mental stability, you've got to have people with you. 
You gotta have like I appreciate this is a community. You can't be this. You can't be in this struggle by yourself. Like you'll go crazy. You'll go crazy. And I, you just have people like Jay Z instead of talking about what the political struggle is. They're just making us have an appetite for meaningless stuff that we don't need anyway. You know what we need? We need stability. I don't need a glass of champagne. I don't need a diamond. I don't need that. I need me and my family and my community to be stable and not have to worry all the time. You know, sometimes I go out. <laughs> sometimes, I'll just tell you. I mean, just tell a story. From time to time. Sometimes, sometimes I go out in white communities. <laughs> and just the level of carefreeness that I see sometimes in those communities. Just, you know, when you go to, I'm not talking about like the poorest of white people. You all talk about the poorest of white people all the time. Like you always strolling through a trailer park. I'm talking about you go to a regular white community where the houses are like half a million 800,000, and you go to one of their restaurants, and just a level of, like, there's no weight on their shoulders. Like, you know, like, we be wondering about how much the tip going to be, Lord, and is it, is it going to get declined sometime, and I don't know, and I got to put money in the bank. Like, they are happy, and that's because they're stable. They live in stable communities. I wish, you know what I wish? I wish we could just take black people and put them in, like, the top, 40% or 50% of white homes and we could just stay there for a year and see how they live. You would riot the next day. Yes. You would riot. I'm not talking about no tr- You would riot the next day if you went, if you stayed in their homes and see how they live and see the level of carefreeness. I'm just going to order out again. I'm just going to, well, did you want to go eat there? Now, don't, nobody, don't nobody even look at their pocketbook. Nobody's on their text looking to see, check the bank account and see if they got and plan out against what they got next week. And why we got to do that? Ain't no difference. The only difference is we come from slaves. And nobody ever did anything to correct that in terms of who we are. And it's ridiculous. You know, Jay-Z don't want us going at him. Meaningless stuff. I don't want all that stuff. Good grief. Now, before I go, I want to say something. Probably going to be a little controversial, but whatever. You know, I've been thinking a lot. And I put up a post the other week about the 4th of July. I've been thinking a lot about the 4th of July. And I understand... Frederick Douglass's letter, and I respect it because I respect him. You know, I res- you know everything he represented, everything he did as an abolitionist. That's one of the ancestors that we should revere. In terms of, you know, all of our ancestors. But I've been thinking about something, and before I go, I just really want to talk about it. Um, I want to talk about how I view. Not, I'm not just talking about the fourth, I'm talking about America, right? I'm talking about America and how I see America. And I have a lot of people when, they, when we talk about the fourth or we talk about America in general who say to me, Yvette, this is not my country. Ain't never been my country. They never been fair to black people. And you're right, they ain't never been fair to black people. You, you African Americans, you damn skippy. And they ask me, like, and they say to me, well, I ain't doing nothing. I'm, I'm not in this country. I ain't doing nothing. Forget this country. Throw up the middle finger, and I'm going to walk away. And I understand that sentiment. I want you to know I do. I absolutely do, and I'm not minimizing it. I'm not diminishing it. I understand it comes from 400 years of oppression, pain, rape, torture, and murder. I understand it. But let me tell y'all something. I'm gonna, I got me a flag. <laughs> and I'm going to wrap myself in it. See, what are you doing, Yvette? That flag represents all kind of awful stuff. Imperialism, racism, you right, it does. 
But you know, you know, I got all these. Remember, we got all these tea parties saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this country back." Out of my dead hands, you gonna take anything back? You don't get to say you're going to take this country back. You don't get to render me as some sort of permanent exile in my own country when I ain't even got my due yet. I ain't even got what I'm supposed to have yet. And you're going to try to render me? No. I think that what we're doing as black people by saying we're not American is, is, is just an abdication of responsibility. Listen, I'm not giving away this country with all of this fucked up. And this. No, I don't, I don't need that one. <laughs> with all of it, I got another one. I got another one tomorrow. It's in the mailbox. But I got... I got, I got, I, I, I'm not giving away, it, it would be different for me maybe if like my ancestors and your ancestors hadn't purchased this country and purchased our rights to be in this country as full citizens with blood. It would be different. That would be different for me. But we built this country, so you're not going to get me to be like it's not my country. It actually is. You, like this country owes me money. Like, you don't get to just skip out on the bill. And that's what I feel like we're doing when we just say, like, America's not my country. No, America is our country. We just have not been able to make this country what it should be. We have not been put in a position to be full citizens. We have not gotten our reparations. But you, I feel like, I, I honestly feel like that the people who run this country are playing a trick on us. In the sense of just getting us to kind of say, we ain't going to be here, it ain't mine. So that kind of means when you get in that mindset, it makes you feel like you ain't got nothing to do. And so you ain't got no responsibility because it's not my country, right? But it is my country. Like when people purchase your rights with blood, it becomes yours. Like that was the cost. And so I'm not abdicating. I'm not moving away from this country anyway. You got immigrants coming here every week, throwing the flag around themselves and climbing right over our backs. And we saw it ain't my country. Yes, it is. It's time for me to take back, though. You're not going, you're not going, I don't care, Tea Party, Nazi, right wing, I don't care who you are. You're not getting this country away from me because this country ain't paid me my money yet. Now, maybe I would talk about it if I had got my due, but you're not going to take this country back. I have black people like, well, you can take it back. I don't need it. I don't care. I don't care. No, I do need it. This is the richest country in the world. Give me my money. I'm not going to sit down and be like, screw this country. No, give me what you owe me. This is my flag. I understand this flag has done awful things around the world, but I want to work with people who are going to make this flag something better. I want to work with people who are going to stop sending this. People talk about, Yvette, you don't like immigrants. No, I want to work to make sure that our military doesn't go into the communities of these other countries and destroy their countries that sends them fleeing over here. That's the problem. The problem isn't that, that, you should, that we should just take in all immigrants. The problem is that we allow our military to go into these countries and destabilize these, country, these countries, and then they come over here in desperation, and that's good for capital. It ain't good for us. It ain't good for me. It ain't good for you. It ain't good for any worker of any stripe. So, I mean, that's my thought on the 4th of July. My flag got delivered. It's in the mailbox. I'm going to wrap myself in it, and I'm going to... And, 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 and as long as I got breath in me, I'm going to work to make that flag mean what it's supposed to mean to me and to my descendant of slave community and to anybody who wants to be an ally to us. But I'm not going to give it up because people died. People in our ancestry line died trying to make that flag mean something for them and their kids. So what I got to do is try to make that flag mean something for me and mine. 
I'm not abdicating anything. I'm not running away. I'm not, I, I, hey, if you want to go to another country, I understand that. If you want to go to Ghana, then make a decision to go. But I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going. I, I'm not going. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. You're not going to run me away so you can have everything that, that my people built? No. I ain't going no way. Ha, ha. What's Does he? I would just put something up on. No, he don't look, he don't look comfortable, actually. Put that up. <laughs> no, Jay-Z, put him in Fat Burger. He looks comfortable. He does not, this man. I, I don't think so. I, I think the opposite. I think the opposite. Okay. I think when I look at that picture, I think Jay-Z wants to be somewhere where he can be seen. Like okay. he's a striver. He wants to be somewhere where people see him sipping on thousand dollar champagne. Huh. I think Buffett don't care. When you're oh. that rich, when you that rich, you don't want nobody to know who you are. You wanna you wanna just let that little old man come in all the time. You don't <laughs> want nobody to know who you are. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jay Z, and I wanna thank everybody. We're gonna go to the phone. He does not look comfortable. That is my <laughs> He doesn't. No, that, that no. He I don't think because he's eating a burger and shake. When last time he had a burger and a shake? Yeah, that's true. He just. I would but, love a shake right now. I would nah, love a shake. But Warren Buffett looks comfortable. Jay Z looks like. Jay Z looks like a man who's auditioning for a job. He looks like a you know. But who is, who is he hiring me in front of Warren Buffett except the man who's auditioning for a job? Yeah. Warren Buffett is worth how many billion? Yeah. Who is he except that? Yeah. You have to put somebody in order to get somebody who's not interviewing for a job. You have to get somebody who don't care. I wouldn't look like somebody who's interviewing for a job in front of Warren Buffett. I don't care. But I want a milkshake, though. And I ain't paying for that milkshake. I don't care. <laughs> no, yeah. When Warren Buffett says, I'll take the check, I say, yep. You damn skip you. I'll leave that check. I'll leave that milkshake. The tab right here. You got to find me. I ain't going to ask me to pay for a milkshake if you Warren Buffett. Wait, man, you better leave me alone. <laughs> Let's go to the phones if we can. Yeah, you got it. I'm on. Oh, how you doing? Uh, my name is Brandon. I'm living in Maryland. Can you hear me clearly? I can hear you. I can hear you fine. Okay. Thanks. Uh, first and foremost, first time I called into your show, um, I've been listening now only about a month, and a, a month and a half, two months, and I got to say, you guys are quite phenomenal. Uh, you're quite phenomenal. I will continue to support you in the future. Thank you. Um, uh, I just wanted to ask you a question. I know we talk about reparations and like politics and things of that nature. I wanted to ask, do you believe that um, affirmative action, although it's on its last leg, do you think that we should be fighting to get it rewritten? Because the word minority is the trick. That's the trick. Everybody's a minority. They say a white man. Everybody's a minority. So do you think we should fight to get it rewritten or let it die and get something else specifically just rewritten for descendants of American slaves just for black people mm. and get politicians to get that done. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, yeah. I think, thank, you, I, thank you. I appreciate it. No, no problem. I think, I think, I have, I mean, it's just LBJ's, I've said this a thousand times, but if you haven't seen it, go look at LBJ's speech um, at Howard University, my alma mater, go look at his speech to, about affirmative action at Howard University. It was intended for African Americans. So, yes, it needs to be, I think it needs to be rewritten in terms of a hierarchy, right? Where African-American descendants of slaves are first. Not African-Americans and you from here and you from there. No, African-Americans, natives of this country, you know, who are descendants of slaves, we should be first 
in terms of affirmative action. And we can decide who comes second, third, and fourth. <laughs> but we should be first in terms of the jobs and everything we and everything we get. So I certainly think because what happened is Democrats just used affirmative action to give it away for votes. So they gave it away to everybody. They gave it to white women. They gave it to they gave it to immigrants. They gave it to everybody because they said we're going to get everybody from We can get your vote. It was never intended for everybody. So I think you have to. I think you have to. I think you have to rewrite it in a way that benefits African Americans. I don't think you can be afraid of who you're going to offend. Offending you is really not my problem. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't. Hey, I'm on. Yep. Hey, how y'all doing, Betty Army? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. It's a Maryland crew. Again, we in the house. You know, we hold it down up here in the DMV area. But uh, <laughs> I just want to say, keep it up. Keep putting the pressure on. Keep keep putting their ass on the grill. Because when the Davey album drop, I see everybody on Twitter like, oh, what's better than one billionaire, too? I'm like, oh, Lord, this is what these people thinking. And I go back to Army, where Army say all the time, I'd rather have 100 middle-class middle black families making at least 90K a year. But, yep. yeah, just keep putting the pressure on them. I'm going to keep supporting. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, too. I appreciate you, too. Um, I, you know, I, he, he's right. I mean, we got to keep putting the pressure on. I was just looking at somebody who was like, Van, what you got in that cup? You, you, know, what I, you know what's strange? Ever since, and you experienced this too, Army. But ever since we started doing this show, I've run up on so many strange stories about me, like made up from whole cloth. Like, <laughs> just like, I, I found out. Would you know that your mama is white? That, somebody said my mama was white. Not only was she white, white was one of the stories. Another story is that my mama was white and she was from South Africa. Really? Yeah, and they was like, Yvette told me that she was from South another, another story was that somebody encountered me at a picnic somewhere, at a family picnic, and I was drunk, and I was doing, like, these these voices of white children. It was just like, like, I was, they said I was working on some TV show, and, like, that's what I had done, and I had everybody left. It's, I, I have not, like, I, part of me believes that, like, I, part of me wants, like, say this is just trolls, but part of me believes that, like, this is, like, some type of weird infiltration or something like, it's just kind of like, well, Yvette is just, and somebody said, well, I heard Yvette say her mom was white. <laughs> I now that's never your, no. your I mama never, has never been white. Never, never. You know, never, never. Ran off of a woman who got ran off a sharecropper form was not white. So it was just like I'm getting like one of the things that I don't even go to pages that talk about me anymore because people make up like these weird, weird stories. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. Hello. How you doing? Hi, hey, Army is Jennifer Brooklyn. Can you hear me? I can uh, hear you. Kind of speak up a little bit for me. Oh. Oh, can you hear me better now? Can we? A little bit. That's fine. Okay. 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 So I wanted to talk a little bit about this um, Jay Z fiasco. What he's talking about. Um, <laughs> He could have bought that building in Dumbo for two million. <laughs> I lived in Brooklyn. 
Let me tell you something. The whole of Dumbo is separated for white people. Brooklyn is a segregated borough. Gentrification is happening now, and white people are moving into the poor black neighborhoods. But Brooklyn has always been divided. So Jay-Z wouldn't have access, even if he had the money, let's just say. He wouldn't have the access to buy the building. So I don't know what kind of nonsense he's talking about. He was from Bedside. When he's talking, it's nonsense to take drug money and racing to buy the neighborhood. Why he didn't buy our Bedside? Mm. He could have bought out that. David, um, David Dinkins had a program on in Bedside. Nobody wanted to live there. If you live there, God has to help you. From the train station to your house, I saw you after run. Or have somebody <laughs> waiting to pick up the train station. People are licking you over your head, robbing you for your chest. What kind of nonsense is Jay-Z talking about? Okay. I don't know if they have any money to call it. Because I never see Beyonce for a pregnant woman. She working so hard. She don't take maternity leave. Every, every thing she spend every time she comes, she's trying to make her dollar off for her pregnancy, her lemonade, her this, her that. I'm going to sit down somewhere and just be a mother and have some babies. I don't know. <laughs> That's a serious it's, question. I need someone to have a baby. You know, you have twins. Just sit down and just be a mother for a while. Stop trying to sell everything everywhere you switch. I know when they were building that Barclay Center, they had a big picture of Jay-Z right in the area they were going to build it. Like he was going to do something for the black community. Soon as the Barclays went up and they didn't get the job they thought he was going to get, here the picture came right down. Brooklyn is so gentrified out because of that now. Nobody can afford to live here. It is so sad. He's talking pure nonsense. Oh, okay. And one more thing. For the 4th of July, people need to stop with this nonsense. I'm black, but this is not my country. I'm just a black man or a black woman in this country. Let me tell you something. You know how much Jamaican right now won't come up for me? You know how much Jamaican right now when it's throwing that American flag? Stop talking nonsense. If your country, your ancestors died for it, they killed for it, make it count. Because there's a lot of immigrants right now that would trade places with you in a heartbeat. Mm. A heartbeat. Enjoy your 4th of July. Talk to you I later. will. Bye. I will. I'm enjoying my 4th of July. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you for telling the truth. See, I'm not in New York. Why do you keep making money off your kids? Why can't you just be a father raising kids? Well, because they got to, right? Like, they've they, they created this lifestyle where they just got to be making money all the time. Like, they just got to be... I wonder what their bills are. I wonder if they can't quit. They can't because they got to buy this new house and this house and this car. And it's always something. Like me, I just go get a cabin in the woods. Like, but they always got to just be doing and doing and doing and doing and doing. People don't understand. It's just like they've created this whole lifestyle with all the trappings, right? And so you got to have this new bag, too. You got to have these new shoes. You got to have all the new outfits. You got to have all the new suits, all the new cigars. You got to be seeing, you gotta be seeing all the best resorts. And all this. That stuff costs money. Are they going to run out of money in 30 years? I don't know. He said he bought a painting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Next call. You guys came back, huh? Yeah. Well, I ain't go nowhere. <laughs> hey, we missed. Hey, we missed you last week. This is Mike in Colorado, by way of Mississippi, Alcorn State University. Zero college loan debt. I did get financial oh, aid. Good job. Twelve thousand dollars back then in nineteen ninety five, ninety six. So just talk and keep up the good work. It's true what you said about the government. As far as that, financial aid, paying the way for us black folks. Mm-hmm. 
been kind of hard on the state of Mississippi lately, but it's still, for me, the greatest state uh, in the union. Everything's not right, but that's where I'm from. That's where a lot of great people are from. You got to keep keep up the good work, okay. and uh, God bless you guys. Have a great holiday. Thank you. I appreciate you. Every time somebody brings up Mississippi, I think of Fannie Lou Hamer and every awful thing that's happened in Mississippi. I won't drive through Mississippi. I understand Jackson and good things that have happened there, but I, as a Georgia girl, I still won't mess with Mississippi. I'm brave. If you if you have if you have something going on, I'll go. But I, I, so, oh, I don't want to. So I spent a little <laughs> bit of time in Mississippi last year, and it was the first you did? place. Yeah, a little Were you bit. Scared? Well, Chicago. I, I'm from Chicago, and I wanted to winter someplace else, and Mississippi was the only place I could afford. This is two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't want to be in Chicago during the winter, and I had two little kids, so I needed a place I could afford. Mississippi was the only warmest place I could afford. So I went down to Mississippi, based in St. Louis, for a year. It was the first time I'd seen. I went to an event, like a Rotary Club event or whatever event. Um, it was the first time I'd seen prison labor, like, working the event. Like, I was at the event. It was like a festival. Like, it was just a regular event. And there was, like, prison labor. They had, like, you know, whatever county correctional facility office. And they was working the event. And they were working the event, like, serving. serving and, like, so I, I was pretty much waited on by slaves, I felt like. Yeah, you were. I would have felt uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable. It was all white people. Cause like, they didn't so, feel uncomfortable at all. They, they were just eating the way of this. I, I, I it's our southern way of life. I told three people, like, is this okay? Like, these guys. And I talked to them. I talked to the prisoners. But, um, yeah, they were serving. And they had big, like, I'm surprised they didn't come out in chains. <laughs> I know. They, they still probably wouldn't have felt uncomfortable. That's it, that's yeah. just the way we do here. Yeah, we have to keep them handcuffed. But yeah, we like the, we like them serving and being. Our they were free though. They weren't handcuffed or anything. Right? No, they weren't. They weren't handcuffed or anything. But they were serving and then like picking up stuff. And I was just like, that wasn't right. No, it wasn't right. Wasn't right. I was like, and like I asked them, they was like, yeah, well, it turns out it's just it really it legit is like cheap party labor for like whatever civic organization was like a chamber of commerce or something like that. It was something like that. No, yeah, it was just cheap party labor. But that's what the Clintons did. That's exactly what Bill, so when they I read that slaves. when I read that what that's what Hillary had at the governor's mansion, I was like, yes, that's what they do. Anyway, that's I like it's it's strange. And Hillary, Hillary Clinton wanted to get credit for basically like I like murderers. Like, it turns I, out they're I, nice people. I, people ask me why I wasn't scared, but I told them that you, oh, Hillary, I was good to my slaves. Yeah, I was good. and they were the she sounds like the worst plantation <laughs> white woman. That you, she sounds like well, I, you know, they never hurt. That's not even the issue. It's a policy issue. You well, first you of all, if you find out that, if you find out that these murderers are actually like nice people, and you liked actually being around the murderers, you advocate for them to get out of jail. Uh-uh, that's not the opposite happened. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh no, I wanted them back. No, you found out that they're actually like good people. You're like, I need to, I need to get on my horse and get these people out of jail. No, Missy Hillary. Uh, uh-uh. Missy Hillary. No. No, she's that's like, no, I just want slaves. them back. You're going to keep them for a long time? <laughs> so, like, you can't go no more slave, John. Uh, you one good. of my best. <laughs> <laughs> I love you the most. Hello? Hello? Hey. Hi. Hi. This is Renee from D.C. I called maybe in May. Okay. And it was on my spirit to call me that day. I got free. 
And then later on, when I was listening to this guy, Theodore was looking for me at Christmas Gates, and you guys was cracking up laughing about Christmas Gates. <laughs> and I never got in contact with Theodore. He wanted to do like a Breaking Brown chapter for DC. Oh, you never got in touch with him. Yeah, so since then, I, I hit the ground running within my family. Mm. So I heard like the, um, it's kind of like an update for everyone. Okay. Um, I, I had a family, I had, I hosted a family meeting. And I think I told you guys I was 10, I just turned 40, so some things shifted. I guess my mind, the age, or whatever. Yeah. I've just been on this journey. So I had, I had the family meeting. I was actually nervous talking to my family about black politics. I was shaking and everything. <laughs> but I finally got myself together and I was able to able to deliver some of your data. And so they were the eyes was uh, bugging out their head about the hundred thousand dollars versus seventeen hundred. And then I told them about ten thousand dollars for the full white as opposed to zero for the full black. And I educated, I got like three degrees, a couple masters up in there. And a, a couple of my family members were trying to figure out what I wealthy. I said, oh no, I'm, I'm zero. I'm, I'm not even 1,700. <laughs> so it's just amazing how the education part is within your own mm. uh, family, um, running to the community in that way, it's just very beneficial. So then I ended this whole speech and this whole presentation like I was in college all over again with some solutions. And so the solutions that I came up with was to try to start a family business Everyone eyeballs went up on that, and everyone's like, how oh, they thinking about it? And we had like a think tank going on at the end. Um, I also tied it into Breaking Brown and doing stuff um, locally and trying to get things that we need to help eventually get reparations, because I still think, like you do, and Army, that we need that. And I'm going to start introducing myself as a black descendant of Snoopy, yeah. and where I go, so they can know that that's my, you know, that's my personal that's opinion, that's how I feel. And um, I want to give you, when I was getting ready for my family meeting, there was something I was trying to relate to the younger generation. I guess you wanted to say the millennials. And I was like, okay, let me think about The Rock. The Rock is something that, you know, younger kids drink, they know about it. And I want to know why do they think that, you know, they should pick that out of everything in the liquor store. So I asked one of my cousins that was there listening, you know, if, um, do they know who owns The Rock? So this particular cousin had a clue, so she kind of answered the question correctly. But I, I needed a different kind of cousin to answer. She never was there to fit that, you know, demographic or whatever. Anyway, my point was I did research about The Rock, and he's a brand ambassador. And I don't know how many people know that, that he doesn't own The Rock. Like, no, I know. He's not the owner, but he gets paid his popularity, you know, the whole brand ambassador thing. But... Just like with the Jay-Z album, it's, it's social engineering in the sense that that individual person gets ahead and the black community kind of stays behind because we're not looking at what it is that they're trying to sell us, whether it's the Jay-Z album or to us. Like, we're not doing any research. So I tell my family, when you hear stuff, you go research it. Go look it up. See what's, yeah. what's behind it. Yeah. I, I spoke of redlining, and a couple of family members were there that had houses, and they were like, what is that? And then they looked it up and then they realized, you know, or I told them what was going on and they listened to me and then they realized, you know, I was affected by that too. So locally, within your family, I think all this stuff goes together. I think it's, I think it's great that you like helped me out 
And this wasn't to put one more thing out there, I don't take long because I'd be listening to people take it long. So I'm sorry. Um, no, like, do you think we can do, like, um, I, I was told that you have to have, to have a, quite a few different things in here to build up the black community. So, like, hospitals, cleaners, all these things that we can keep our money within our community. I think we need to try to figure out a way to start building up from that way. Because if I tell my family, we're going to stand in front of the Chinese restaurant and not eat there, we're going to eat out, you know, we're going to say, are we still on dinner over here? You don't want this today. When we take the money over there, away from them, what do we do next? Because we're going to go out of the community in a whole different way. Yeah. So I said a mouthful of Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carla. I appreciate it. I, you know, this is, these are like what she just said. That's a solution. Like educating, I know it's not a solution that a lot of people want to hear, but like educating your family about what you have and what you're going to do locally, that's a solution. It starts at each household. Now we not we might not be able to do as much as we want to do, and who knows if we all got together. But you can do stuff locally. You can do stuff with your local town halls, your local school board, you know, and all of that stuff. Like, you can act locally with your state legislator and all those kinds of people. There's stuff we can do. I know that's not the sexy stuff that people want to tell you. But that's where it starts. Like, you know, she was nervous when she started having to meet with her family, but she had it anyway. That's what we got to start doing. We got to start having the family meetings, having the conversations. You know, do do you do you know what are you doing locally? Do you go out to these meetings when they have them? You know, are we there? Are we coordinated in our efforts? It's not the sexy stuff to do, but I I, I want to you know the, the, I want to just tell the, the caller like I'm proud of you, like for you you didn't that wasn't nothing you had to do and you could have just been like well I ain't gonna be bothered with it but you did it and that's what we all gotta start doing. So I mean that's good stuff right there. Thank you. I appreciate it. and I appreciate that you did. And I think I think I think I might start. I'm telling I might start selling shirts soon. I might use the shirts to finance a breaking brown tool. <laughs> so I think that might be a good thing. So stay tuned for that. I mean I got ideas. <laughs> yep. Hello. Hi, this is Cora. Speak up a little bit for me. This is Corey. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Okay. I just want to say you guys are doing a great job. Um, I just started listening to you probably about two weeks ago oh. uh, because my fiance was listening and I would hear you and I was like, no, nah, she kind of depresses me. And then I started listening to you guys and I just have a comment. Um, I too just turned 40 and I have a 17 year old and he has a white girlfriend. But check this out. She's working on cars to be a mechanic. Oh. Now this girl oh. is what you would call. She's not rich. She's regular. They live in a the trailer park. Do you know that she had somebody come to her and say, when you're done, if you really want to do this, I will finance a business for you so that you can have your own garage. And I'm like, let me get this straight. You're sitting up here trying to get scholarships for my son to go to school. And do all of this, and somebody's going to hand her a business. Mm-hmm. And this girl doesn't even come for money. This is somebody that they know. And I'm like, what if we had those type of resources yeah. and we don't? Yeah. And then I get frustrated because I'm not even on Facebook, but my fiance is on Facebook, and I see all the stuff going on with Jay Z, and I see people going, 
you can do it, you can have it, make your vision board, you can you can do this, we can all do it. And I'm like, that's why everybody's so frustrated. Yeah. Because we're being told that we can have this life. And I go to school to have this life and I'm in all this debt because yeah. I went to college to have this life that I don't have. Not because you did and the right thing. Me. Don't just say because you went to Thank college, you. you're in debt because you did the right thing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Trying to do the right thing. And it's like, and I have people like Jay-Z and all these other people telling me if I just work hard enough, if I'm smart enough, if I'm strong enough, if I think, you know, that when you can think your way to it. I'm like, what? You know, I'm just, my, my question is, what do you think about people who do that? And I know you're from, you're like from my generation with Oprah, because that's where Oprah started a lot of that. <laughs> you just think yeah. your way too. That's a whole Good other story. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, listen, Jay-Z didn't think his way into anything. <laughs> he was just, he was just at the right place that's at true. the right, at the right time. When white people were saying, when white people with money were saying, we're going to try to make some money off this rap thing. That's what we're going to try to do. He was he was at that point when they were doing that. If he had been born 10 years later, he would have been too late. Right? So he didn't think his way into anything. So I think in terms of what people think, I think that's nonsense. He didn't, like, these people got chose. We have to understand, in a, in a world where black people, where white people have nearly all the capital, in order to get capital, what's happening is some black people are getting chose. And they're getting chose for very specific reasons in terms of what they're going to do in terms of, you know, getting a lot of white capital and everything else. That's what's happening. So we have to be very clear on the fact that Jay-Z didn't build anything himself. It's not like he he worked a job and got the financing and built up a company. No, you got chose by another company. What are you what are you talking about? It don't make no sense. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So thank you, Carl. I appreciate it. But I mean, I'm sorry I depressed you at the beginning, but it's just the numbers. There's no reason to be depressed. This is life. Sometimes life is kind of uphill. That's just the way it happens. You're still lucky to be alive. <laughs> There's peace in it if you can find it. If you can find it, you, it'll, it'll give you peace if you let it. <laughs> Y'all find that quote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you You're on? Hello? Hello? Yes. Yeah. Hello. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Not too much. Uh, okay, then. There's another Alcorn night. Alcorn State University calling you. Okay. Guess Alcorn has to really enjoy your show. Uh, we're just calling and saying that, uh, you know, this battle in, in between to uh, picking yourself up by your bootstrap and going on for a while, there's nothing new about this. Uh, if you look at the uh, Booker T. Washington versus W. Du Bois, and that's another thing, I, I never did, I, I don't recall you coming back. I know you had challenged everybody to read uh, the uh, Up From Slavery versus the education of Booker T. Washington. Um, and uh, I also would say that if you read Chapter 3 of W. Du Bois' uh, uh, criticism of, of, of Booker T. Washington, Chapter 3, it says of the Booker T. Washington and others, and it lays out the fact that without black politics, uh, you can't pick yourself up by a bootstrap. There has to be a collective effort to uh, make sure whatever you keep, whatever you get, you can keep. Yep. Uh, and as you know that uh, blacks have uh, had lands, have had business, and it's been just taken away from them. Black Wall Street oh, just oh, came snap. up and just took yep. uh, uh, black individuals' uh, capital. Uh, and uh, you see now where in terms of just... Uh, 
it, it manifests in terms of, of, of cops killing black individuals uh, uh, because their life doesn't matter. Uh, so if your life don't matter, just imagine what worth you have. Whatever you have, it's going to be questioned as to whether you really deserve it. Uh, so there's never been a there's never a problem of taking folks' money if you don't have the uh, political power to make sure that as a group we we collectively uh, protect one another. So, uh, like I said, I don't think this is a new found thing. I don't think uh, Jay Z and all those uh, that uh, project that uh, it's on us. The whole fault is within the, within the black individual. We're not working hard enough. We're not striving hard enough. That's not a new concept. Uh, the uh, concept has to uh, be realistic today as it was then, that without the black politics, it's not going to be successful or long, without any, having any longevity. That's true. That's true. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate it. I think that's true. I think that's true. I think, uh, yeah, we still got to have that Booker T. I'm going to do the Booker T conversation last week. You know what I'm struggling with? I'm struggling to be fair with Booker T. And I'm struggling to get away. Like, I'm a real big critic. But then he said, Booker T said something about we were a child race. And sometimes when y'all, oh, we had these Jay-Z things. It's just, Booker right? No, 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 no. But I'm, I'm struggling to be fair. to Because to, to, I don't want to be somebody who, I don't want to be just critical and, and not thoughtful. Um, but we're gonna have that conversation soon. It was it, for those of you who didn't we know. We came out of nothing. Yeah, nothing. We came nothing. out of nothing. Less than nothing. We came out of negative. And thinking we're out of like we're free and we don't have anything culturally. Yeah, culturally, monetarily, yeah. economically. I mean, I, I think you know. The, for those who don't know, the, the book was up from slavery. Somebody told me up from slavery was available on YouTube as an audio book. Um and um and the educational book of T Washington. When I when I recommended that book it was twenty dollars. Apparently now it's fifty at Amazon. I didn't I if you can find it somewhere else you can get it at the library, um, you know, by all means, you know, do that. We're still gonna have a conversation because we got a lot of books we gotta talk about and I really have to get through this I really have to get through whatever kind of impediment is holding me up from having this conversation. I'm just kinda torn about how I how I feel. <laughs> I don't like Booker, but I'm just torn about it. like I don't wanna be fair. But go on. <laughs> yep. You're on. Hello. Hey. Hello, my name is Dadrian. Yvette, I'm originally from Texas. Uh, I live in the Houston area. I'm a big fan of yours. I've been, uh, sometimes I comment on the, I guess on the threads after the show. Tonight is one of the first nights that I've been able to actually catch the show. Uh, I guess that being said, let me, um, I guess the question I would have is, do you think it'd be worth our time to sort of maybe sort of do the research and into our lineage and then sort of find out who owned us and, and things of that nature and maybe sort of try to go after them in regards to reparations and things of that nature? I think it, if I read that actually, the um, Slavery by Another Name, mm, that's a great book. I actually have that book. And it, yeah, and it goes into like, I think he went to some some place in Georgia, places in the courthouses, and just kind of went through the records and and just saw all like the trumped up charges that a lot of those guys were brought up on. And uh, and he, I mean, he kind of did. He he never really said that we should go after reparations, but I guess I, I know I guess I know black people don't have the the sort of capital, but I mean, I guess collectively we may be able to somewhat come together. And I mean, do you think I guess that'd be worth our time to even? kind of go after stuff like that and maybe maybe try to you know kind of hold some of the companies that are 
benefiting from slaving and stuff like that accountable or you know kind of what they did to us? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see how we can. Like the problem is, like we don't really have the resources individually to kind of do that. But you know, if if you do, or if we could, or if we could develop a fund or something to do that, I think that would be beneficial for us to know who we were, who we intermarried with, or who had whatever with whatever, and where we came from, and actually what money came out of that, and who benefited from those arrangements. And I think you know, I I think we. I think that's. I think if we can, I don't think I don't see any downside to it. Um, in terms of slavery by another name, if you all haven't checked that out, or at least there's a YouTube, um, there's a YouTube slavery by another name which you can watch, and it talks about. And this is why I say all the time that slavery didn't end until the 1940s, is because what what they did was something basically called convict leasing, right? Where they just gave you, where they just picked you up and arrested you for anything. They made up stuff like loitering and vagrancy just to pick black people up, especially black men. You have black women writing the president saying, where is my husband? And they took them somewhere and they work them like dogs. And there's, this, there's these stories of them coming back with like their bones sticking out. A lot of them are dead. Some of them ran away. And they're just in the worst condition. And this is like, this was from 1800s to the 1900s, right? That this happened. So when people tell me, oh, yeah, slavery in the here, I'm like, no, that's a lie. So thank you, Carl. I, I appreciate it. And I, think, I don't think there's a downside to looking at your lineage. And, I, and, and not just for people who are trying to find out what happened here. All these people who say, I want to go back to Africa, at least find out where in Africa you're from. Africa is a continent. You can't just say, I want to go back to Africa. Find out what part of Angola or Nigeria or the Congo or wherever you're from So before you get your plane ticket. Let's take one more. Oh, thank you. Go ahead. He did his lineage, and it was, I think it was part Nigerian, part, um, it was it was maybe three or, three or four different West Coast Af- I mean Western you know Western African countries yep. Nigeria Togo makes sense makes sense makes sense that makes sense it will be three or four Western Western countries but it, I have a lot of people who say they're going back to Africa I don't know which African countries they're from at least do your lineage before you before you decide you're gonna get your hat and leave. <laughs> Let's take our left. Hello? Hey! How you doing? Pretty good. How about you? I'm uh, Dominique. I'm calling from... I'm good. I'm at work watching you on my... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a work computer. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm from Cleveland, uh, Ohio. And uh, I really love the show. I just started watching like a couple weeks ago. But I really love the show and the things that you guys said. Um... Two things. Uh, so I was talking to my mom the other day because my dad works for one of the uh, bus companies in Cleveland for a, for like about 15 years. And, you know, I guess he just got tired of working for the company. So he just, you know, he quit. He quit and he was like, I'm, I'm not doing this no more. I'm, I'm tired of this. So then he decided he was going to go and start, you know, buying houses, you know, like buying a little foreclosed house. And he's pretty good with his hands and kind of fixing them up. And, you know, and he's been out that job for about, you know, about five years at this point. And, you know, he's been making a pretty decent living for himself. You know, not nothing flashy. He can't find no building or nothing like that. But, you yeah. know, just living all right. And I had asked my mom, I said, well, why didn't you, you know, did my dad ever talk to you about, you know, doing, because they divorced or whatever. And I was did he ever talk to you about owning a house or, you know, being a landlord? She's like, yeah, but, you know, it's just something that I ain't really feel like being bothered with. And, you know, just the heart 
part being in somebody's a landlord, you know, it's just something I couldn't imagine. So I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, like, you know, you held them back from being able to do this. And I'm thinking about so many black people, like, just, just something so small like that that you could have been able to do. Mm. And somebody telling you something negative about it, it's going to keep you from being able to do it. And you, and it might be something that could benefit you and your family. So now it's like my dad, you know, he buy these little cheap, you know, $5,000 homes or whatever. And, and, you know, he go in with his brothers and they fix them up. And then he rent them out to people. Like, that's something that he going to pass down to me. And he's showing me how to do, you know, as an adult now. And I just get so tired of hearing people always just try to be so negative about, like, small things that, that could have been done. And, you know, her attitude was like, well, you know, he just left this good job that he had and, you know, now what we gonna do? And it's just, I just feel like sometimes you can take a chance and do something different besides just going well, to work well, you, you said, working with somebody and then kind of just putting your little dream on hold. You said the chance worked out for him, right? Yeah, it did. It did. Okay, good. Good. I mean, I, you know, I think, I think, it did. you know, I but think, I, 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 but I can understand. <laughs> like, I could, like, later on, I don't know why she was upset, but I can understand why she would have been upset early on about him quitting his job. <laughs> like, cause, but, but later on, like, I think if, if he start, if he's doing this and he's, I mean, you gotta be support. Like, I, I, I think we have to learn to make decisions together as people, yes. you know, as families, as yes. couples. And then when we, once we make those decisions, I think we have to be supportive. I, I think it, I think it's, it's, I think it's damn near impossible to be with somebody and you're trying to move in one direction and they're like, that's not possible. I just, maybe maybe y'all ain't right together. Maybe that's why they're not together. Everybody, I want to thank everybody for calling in today. Thank everybody for tuning in today. Um, we will be back. Today is Monday, isn't it? We will be back on Wednesday. Enjoy your 4th of July. Do be safe. Do not drink and drive. Enjoy your libations, you know, after you get to your destination and give yourself time to sober up. The police will lock you up. So I want everybody to just be safe. Enjoy your 4th of July. Enjoy being with your family. I hope. I know some of y'all are probably working. Some of y'all are probably working and, you know, hey, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> get these. If you're working, though, get these people to make you a plate. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. If you work and get somebody to make you a plate, and if you can get somebody to bring it to you, you deserve to get barbecue too. So thank you everybody. Um, we will see you Wednesday. Don't forget if you want to donate, go to donatebrown.com, go to breakingbrown.com. If you want to subscribe to the newsletter, you can go to breakingbrown.com as well. Hit the hit the hit the little button, the little ring button, the little bell button, so that you get notifications. Um, when we're having a show and you'll probably, if you want to, you know, when I'm not around, I may be doing a show on his channel. So hit his button, hit his button over there at the funky academic is academic as well. And, um, I want to thank you all for tonight and I will see you soon.